Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of A Wonder Your Way to Brilliant. We are on our year-long journey of thinking about courageous connections. In this episode, I just want to respond to, you know, something that's just kind of going on all around me. Um, I recently lost my father, and I've been working at an organization where, you know, people all around me are have lost loved ones or have experienced some other kind of, you know, tragedy or difficulty or loss in some other kind of way. And I thought it would be a really good time to talk about courageous connections during time of loss and difficulty. I raise it because it's not always been the easiest place for me. And I think it's probably not an easy place for a lot of us is what is the kind of connection that is really caring and courageous and loving during some of these times where it can feel a bit awkward to know how do I be in relationship to this person who's experiencing something so deep or intense or sad or difficult. Um, And I want to preface this, of course, by saying that there is no one-size-fits-everybody Um, It's important to look at the person that you're supporting and think about what do they most need. But I do think that there are some things that are probably just good baseline ways of connecting or relating to somebody during these times that I think it would be good to explore. And I think it feels particularly potent to me because about nine years ago now, actually almost exactly nine years ago now, I lost my best friend to cancer, and she was sick. She was went through a period, as many people do at the end of cancer, where you know that the end is coming, and you are, you know, you're anticipating it, but it's what do you do in that space? And during the time that she was kind of going through this transition, I didn't really know especially well how to be. I knew how to take care of things. I knew how to run around and make things happen, how to make sure that she had whatever kind of food or nutrition she needed, or to make sure the doctor's appointments were lined up and she was getting there, or if there was communication that needed to happen somewhere, how to make that happen, how to support writing of blog posts. I knew really well how to be the doer, and I'm sure that the doing things that I did were really helpful. But when it came to like the final week or so of her life, when there was really no more doing to be done, there was just being with her, I didn't really know what to do. And I didn't know how to be in that space or what kind of connection would be comforting. And it was a really sad part of the you know, ending of this phase of our relationship because I wasn't sure how to do that. And so now that I am in a little bit older than that, nine years older, had some different experiences, different ways of thinking about it, and am experiencing a different loss, the loss of my father, that I've come, to, I think, to a deeper understanding about what kind of connecting would, you know, or what kind of connecting feels meaningful, at least to me in this space. And I thought I'd share that out today. So if we're not doing, or in addition to doing, what other kinds of connections feel particularly courageous? And this, one of the things I wanted to talk about was this space of just being. 
in the world in which we live, we place a lot of value on getting things done. We're also very acclimated and accustomed to moving through or moving aside difficult feelings and replacing it with accomplishment or that getting stuff done or keeping ourselves busy or distracted because we don't have a lot of experience of how to be in the challenging spaces or in the difficult feelings that emerge. And so what does it mean to be with somebody in that space? And as I've been sitting with people who have also lost, you know, dear family members in the last few days even, that the experience has been really just sitting with someone, you know, sitting beside them and whether it's physically holding their hand or metaphorically holding their hand and just being and creating a space where someone could talk, where they could, if they wanted to talk about the person that they lost, that they could talk about the person that they lost. If they wanted to just talk about the other things that are going on in their head, that they could just do that. If they wanted to just kind of take a walk and talk about, you know, any kind of frivolous thing. But the connection came from the being and not the running around and doing, but just sitting in the space, attention 100% focused on the other person with a generosity of heart that just lets them know the gift that I'm giving you right now is the gift of space and the gift of attention and the gift of devotion to relationship right now and to whatever it is that you're feeling. And in that space, you know, sometimes again, we can fall into this, well, what can I do for you? Or how can I fix it or make you feel better? And what I've really come to realize is that it's not about fixing anything and there's nothing to make better. And it's not even the goal to make someone feel better because if someone's experienced a loss it's really appropriate that they feel the loss. It's really appropriate that they feel the sadness or the pain, that they have an opportunity to be with it in a world that oftentimes doesn't have a lot of tolerance for sadness and for pain. So I wanted to put that out there as a form of really courageous connection, as an opportunity we have to give somebody a gift during that time. And what does it demand from us, right? It demands from us really relinquishing any kind of an agenda, relinquishing a need to feel useful or a need to, you know, make something be different than it is. It means our relinquishing our, our own distraction to other things and our long to-do list even for ourselves. And however long that piece of time lasts, whether it's a five-minute piece of time, it's a 15-minute piece of time, half an hour, or two-hour piece of time, the connection is through the presence and the fact that nothing else is coming into the space except you and sitting as witness to what the other person is feeling and experiencing. And that I have found to be a really courageous form of connection. The other thing that I wanted to raise that was just beautiful, and it was a form of courageous connection that I received from somebody else, and as someone who was doing a lot of the managing, a lot of the doing um, in the 
days up to my father's passing. And then afterwards, you know, whether it was getting my house ready and supporting my mom and making sure people were fed and, you know, all those kinds of things that came with the role that I was playing at the time. Um, there was friends of mine who reached out, actually a mother and son team who I'm friends with, who said, you know, we're thinking about you. We know that you've probably been managing and doing a lot, and we want to give you a gift of an hour of self-care. And that's exactly what they did, that um, this mother-son team, uh, the mother is actually somebody who was an energy worker, and, you know, they said, this is our gift because we imagine this is something that could really be helpful to you. Um, and it was. It was absolutely, the day that I received the email with the notice of this gift, was a day when I was just sitting there feeling so depleted and so tired of everything that I'd been taking care of and to have somebody who could be far away because they weren't local to me, but so tuned in and aware to what my experience must have been to be able to offer the thing that was like the perfect offering at the time. Um, another friend that I had offered to make dinner and to just come over and, and do all of that one night. And these are the kinds of offerings, those are, you know, a little bit of doing things, but they are things that really take into account what is this other person experiencing? Not what do I, again, not what do I have to do to make it better? Not what do I have to do to feel useful here? Not what do I have to do to change anything about their experience? But what can I do to create a space for the experience that they're having and to let them know that I am here acknowledging that their experience is sacred and I want to care for you in that space? So um, beautiful acts of courageous connection. Um, people sending cards was a really great act of connection. So I don't want to go on and repeat myself in this. It's a short podcast today, but to really think about when people around us are experiencing pain and sadness, how can we show up and create space that honors and allows for pain and sadness? And that's really the game-changing question here at the end of all of this is how can we create space for pain and sadness without needing to do anything else? How, what do we need to find inside of ourselves to allow that to happen? So that's this week's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant and hoping that if people around you are experiencing any of this kind of loss, or if you are, that there is opportunity for either offering or experiencing these forms of courageous connection. If there's somebody out there who you think could benefit from this episode, um, please share it with them. You can comment or share from our Wondery Way to Brilliant group page on Facebook. You can um, invite people to sign up for the podcast at the Courage to be Curious website. If you go on to iTunes and can rate this podcast, that's a great support to helping other people find it. Um, but mostly stay curious it is the path to brilliance. And we'll be back again with another episode. And until then, be well, be curious.